What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. You're going to need to hear this directly from today's guest in order to believe this. What was your best month financially? How much money did you make? My best month thus far has been 138000 138 for the year or 138 during 30 days? During a 30-day window. During a 30-day window. Yes. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now, let's jump to the video. All right, Jazzy, um, I want to ask this question up front. How much money did you make? Let's, let's well, Here it is. What was your best month financially? How much money did you make? My best month thus far has been $138,000. $138,000, you mean? Okay, so wait, I'm going to ask this question one more time. Okay. One thirty-eight for the year or one thirty-eight during 30 days? During a 30-day window. During a 30-day window? Yes. Are you serious? I'm serious. God is good. God is good. All the time, man. Yes, all the time. God is amazing. <laughs> all right, let, let, let's 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 go back over here. All okay. right. So you made your best month was one hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars. I'm right. curious to ask this question. Okay. What was what's been your worst month in the last year? Thirty-two thousand. That was no, when you your makeup was artist not... looking at you like, dang, that's our worst month. <laughs> I... Yo, yo, your, your makeup artist was looking at you like, what is this number? I, I never asked you this. She was like, wait, $32,000 is your worst month? So you making me think. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about yo, it. Yo, so let's, let's talk about it. You're building a personal brand. Yeah. And how do you feel as a young millennial black woman making, okay, worst, worst month, $32,000, Best month, a hundred something thousand means you're averaging anywhere between seventy five to one hundred thousand dollars a month. How right. do you feel as a as a black woman in today's day and time making that kind of money? I feel like I'm my ancestors' wildest dreams. <sighs> I, I sincerely feel like all the stories my mom has told me, my grandmother has told me, um, just about how they had to put their dreams to bed because of racism or sexism or classism. 
I feel like everything that I do is just, it's like paying homage to them. Yeah. So I just feel blessed. Man, like, man. you know, I feel like they struggled and they sacrificed and um, I just feel like I'm the product of yeah. that sacrifice. You know, and I love that because, you know, one of my missions this year has been to, my brand is big on helping people get out of debt. Right. Right. And building wealth. <clears throat> and for years, I spent a lot of time teaching people solely just how to get out of debt. Right. Using my mentors, uh, Seven Baby Steps, Dave Ramsey, right? And as I've been doing, I'm like, man, what I hear from people who look like you and I is like, hey, I hear you, but I need more income. Right. So I can attack that. Yeah, for sure. So right. how can I do that? So I started coming up different ways. I was like, man, now I'm teaching people how to build a personal brand, how they can make an extra thousand to five thousand dollars a month that can right. eventually turn into six figures, seven figures. Right. And you're doing that that on YouTube. Yes. How long have you honestly? How long have you honestly been on YouTube? So I've been on YouTube since January 2021. I did not become monetized until August 2021. So I've technically only been monetized a little over a year. A year? On YouTube, And yeah. you making money like that? Yeah, God is amazing. Okay, let's, let's go back, Jazzy. What okay. were you doing before YouTube? Prior to YouTube, I was working in IT. Okay. So my background, um, I have a kind of, I have multiple layers to my background. I okay. work in IT. Worked as um, a consultant for Fortune 500 companies. Worked as an engineer. Wow. Um, project management, fintech, cybersecurity. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> so I'm a girl nerd. That's what by, I was about to say. By nature. So yeah. wait, you, technically, correct me if I'm wrong, you were in the tech field. Oh, yeah. Heavy. For 10 years. Yeah. Yo, I didn't know this. <laughs> I just knew that you built a personal brand, but I didn't know beforehand you was in tech. Yeah. This is God, Jazz. Because all I'm telling people this year is the two best fields to get into is tech and personal brand. Oh, listen. And look at you. Tech will get you there. How much money were you making in tech? Um, my very, very first job in tech um, was 32000 a year. Okay, okay. The last job I had in tech was working for Amazon Corporate. Um, the base salary for that job was 124000 and then I got a sign-on bonus. The sign-on bonus was 55000 for the first two years. And then our issues. Come on. <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> Yo, you about to be my sister for real. Hey, husband. <laughs> Brother, she is happily married with children. Uh, Bruh, y'all about to be fam for real. <laughs> I did not know this. So you were in tech, mm -hmm. making good money in tech. Yeah. You was making six figures in tech. Right. Where, where did the shift come from to where you was like, you know what, I I love tech. I appreciate what tech has brought into my life. Right. You know, pause. What was your what, what was your husband doing before joining you in the business thing? Like, was he in tech as well? Yeah. So y'all a tech family. Yeah. My husband's a software engineer. Oh, he was making bang. Yeah. That's why you liked him, huh? No, when we first well, met, he was yes. only making maybe forty four thousand. But you, but you saw where he can go. Yeah, I saw his potential. <laughs> I saw mine. So I was like, I'm a like, no, I know, I know where, she, I know where you going. You yeah. see where I'm going? Let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what made you wake up and be like, you know what? I love tech. I love what it's done for our family. Mm -hmm. But I want to go the personal brand YouTube, YouTube route. 
Well, I think when you are working in tech, especially as like an engineer, mm -hmm. you're already this unicorn. Okay. And it's, and sometimes that's good because then you, you get exposed to a lot of different opportunities, being this black female engineer and stuff like that. But sometimes you're a unicorn and you get exposure and you have all these eyes on you. Okay. So when I released that first uh, YouTube video, I was pregnant. Okay. Um, I had a whole lot of people wanting help with their credit, you know, mm -hmm. wanting to know how to improve their credit, how to buy a home. Um, although all of those were things that I had experience with. So I remember I released the first YouTube video and then someone from Acorns reached out to me and said, hey, we want to publish an article about you. You know, we saw the YouTube video. We want to publish an article. So they published an article and it was it was a widely spread article. Mm. And um, someone from my HR department when I was um, before I went to Amazon, I was working for DocuSign. OK. And someone reached out from HR and said, hey, we've come across this article that features you. And we just need to know more information about your outside activities. What? And I said my outside activities. And, you know, it was really, really strange to me that they were so concerned about what I was posting on YouTube because there was no conflict of interest. Right. And that rubbed me the wrong way because at the time I was the only black female in my department. No, that, uh, that happens all the time. Come on now. But I was the only black female in my department, but I wasn't the only person that was doing, you know, things like YouTube or that might have had a business. And so I said, I don't understand what the interest is in, you know, what I'm doing is providing education mm. to underserved communities. Yeah. You should be praising what Absolutely. I'm doing. You should be proud that you have someone working for your company that's that's working to serve these under, you know, these underprivileged communities. And so at that moment, I told my husband, I said, if they're not going to let me talk to my community mm. about how to get out of debt, mm. about how to improve your credit, mm. about how to buy a home. Mm. These things don't threaten your business, but mm -mm. if you're not going to let me speak freely to my community, I got to plan my exit strategy. So for me, that was the beginning of the end. That was what catapulted me into saying, I can't do this no matter how good the money is. I'm not going to let someone tell me what I can say to my community and what I can't say to my community. Yo, real quick, you guys, are you looking to change your career here in the year of 2023? If so, look no further than Bethel School of Technology, the only Christian online tech boot camp in the world. According to a recent report, black people make up just about 4% of the U.S. technology workforce. But you see, at Bethel Tech, who I partner with for this year, they believe that all people, including us black people, should have access to the lucrative and fulfilling opportunities in the tech industry. Now, with their nine-month program, you'll gain the essential skills you need to start a successful career in technology. And let's not forget the earning potential. You see, according to Indeed, the average salary of a software developer in the U.S. is around $103,000. Say what? You know, you can choose from programs like the cybersecurity and UI UX design and launch your tech career or even a tech business ignited with passion and purpose. So listen, we're going to Skip the debt, and we're going to invest into yourself for just nine months that can change the next nine years of your life. All you got to do is join Bethel Tech today to achieve your career aspirations. Visit anthonyoneal.com slash Bethel or click the link in today's show notes today so you can register and start a new journey of your life. Now, you know what? Let's get back to the show because this is a good one today. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs>
So I gotta ask you a question. Did they ever say like, hey, we don't want you doing this? Or did they just make you feel uncomfortable with all the questions? Um, well, when they were reaching out to me, I was on maternity leave. You was on mater you weren't even in the building? I wasn't even in the building. So they interrupted my maternity leave to say, hey, we're we've got some concerns about this article that you were published in and we need to, you know, you need to grant us, you know, full or we need to grant you full approval to, to do these things. What? And I said, this is this is me talking to the community. It's not a it's not your competitor. And so at that point I started to feel like I was being controlled. So for me that was the beginning of the end and that is when I said Okay, if I'm going to leave this job, I got to make sure that I can leave and support myself. Of course, with my husband's help, but right. um, that's when we really went hard into the business saying, okay, what can we do to really supplement our income? Because yeah. at that point, my husband was offended. Oh, yeah. And it was just kind of like, yeah. you know, we both, both experienced these <clears throat> microaggressions and, yeah. you know, over the course of our tech careers. So he was having issues at his job where he was starting to feel targeted. Wow. So, you know, eventually I, I settled out of court with that company. You I did. legally say that. You also, oh, yes. it, it actually ended up going to court mm -hmm. and y'all settled outside of court. They opted to settle. They. Wow. The, <laughs> I think my problem is that it even had to go there. Right. That, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go back. That it, you even had to get a phone call during my maternity. During leave. your maternity leave. Yeah. When you're simply trying to help educate your people. Yeah. And, and, and I say this respectfully, because I gotta say it respectfully. <laughs> That's why I'm very big on people of color starting a personal brand, starting a business, so you can have ownership. Oh, absolutely. And it's not really just ownership of a business, but ownership of whatever you want to do. Yeah. Ownership of your time, ownership of, of the route you want to go, the direction you want to go, ownership to do what God told you to do without asking permission to do it. Right. And I think at every level, like there is a level to where you need to have a job. Oh, yeah. Because you can't sure. be a, a business owner and have other employees and know how to treat your team members if you've never been a team member before. Oh, absolutely. You know, and right. so I'm very, very, very big on like, hey, no, all of us need to work a job for a few years, for a season to learn a lot of things. Right. And But as we're learning, what are you doing to work on for your exit strategy? For sure. I'm curious, how long was your exit strategy? How long did, did you work it before you were able to to leave and start your own thing? Um, it was right at about three months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from that phone call, three months later, you were, you were gone. Because you have to understand, like, most of the companies I've worked for are in Silicon Valley. Ironically, uh, ironically. Silicon Valley Bank, right? So. Ironically, Silicon Valley got shut you down. Listen, me, you better be, be careful how you do Yeah, let me be quiet. People. I don't want to get sued by nobody. <laughs> nobody. Hold up, wait a minute. So, wow. Yeah, so this was, you know, years of experience in these microaggressions and yeah. 
having to just feel like I had to silence myself yeah. in order to play nice and to make people feel good. And I said, at this point, I'm tired of shrinking myself mm. so that you feel better, so that mm. you don't become intimidated. A lot of people have all of these diversity and inclusion mm -hmm. initiatives mm -hmm. that we're pushing. Mm -hmm. But then we look at what happened with George Floyd, and now where we are in 2023, Come on now. a lot of this is just been lip service. Yep. So if you were really for the culture and if you were really here to support diversity efforts, me talking to my community should have never Nothing. been a you should have never brought it up. Mm -hmm. Why would that be something you would interrupt me with? So I knew I had to get out. Yeah. At the time, I was also, and they had just um, cut my pay, um, like maybe a couple months before that, cut it by 20%. So I'm already, you've already yeah. cut my pay. Yeah. Now you're, you're trying yeah. to cut another form of income, yeah. the YouTube. And so at this point, you're controlling my finances. Ooh. So I picked up another job at Amazon, and Amazon did me, they were great. Yeah, yeah. Amazon corporate was absolutely great. Um, they sent me maternity gifts, you know, when I had the baby and all that sort wow. of stuff. But, you know, like I was making a much higher salary. They were happy about the stuff that I was telling my community. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I knew, like, at some point I was going to be done with everybody. Yeah. So that I could go into my own business. Come on. And that's what, that's how we got to. Where you are now. Yeah. And your husband works with you full time now. Yes. So when did he join your team? Um, so we both resigned, you know, we pretty much both ended our technical careers the same day, which would have been, I think it was April 30th, mm, 2022. That is amazing. Yeah. And now both, so what does he do within the business? So you're the face of the business. Right. So what does he do with the business? So he is our brand manager. He's also the CFO. So he handles all of the finances. He does the negotiations. Um, he does a lot of the outreach. Um, and he also manages our production team. That's so, so good. Um, he's good with, like, you know, graphic design, audio and visual. And I was like, at this point, you shouldn't be doing that stuff. You need to outsource it. So he yeah. manages um, a lot of different, you know, employees that we have. Come on now. Well, let's, 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 let's get the people some practical steps um, that I believe will help them out. A lot of people see you, they see myself, and they see everyone else like getting all these views and really get into the digital space. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanna know, I'm curious from your end of the things, what is one simple step the person um, can do to start a personal brand or digital step? I think you have to define what you're good at. Okay. Because if you can explain what you're good at, you can make money from it. Whether it could be it could be baking, it can be selling T-shirts. You know, it could be even babysitting. That's because it. some nannies make six figures, some Absolutely. of them make seven figures. Absolutely. Like, so if you wrote a book on how to be a nanny, how to get a job as a nanny, like that's money. But people look at it like, oh, I'm just a nanny. No, like mm -mm. you can make money from teaching other people how to be a nanny or Absolutely. teaching other people how to cook. Yeah. So there's a lot of money in just being able to articulate what you do well. Yeah. Man, you talking good. I know of a nanny right now that does about a quarter million dollars a year. Easy. She will not leave this family. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, why? Yeah. And I was like, why? I said, I, I love it. And so what I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, how many other people knew or how many other people, proper grammar, know 
you can make a quarter million dollars being a nanny. Mm -hmm. Now, is that common in the nanny world? No, but nannies, because you're dealing with someone's kids, you get paid well. Extremely well. But I think at the same time, if you can learn, one, how to negotiate your salary, how to negotiate your, your income, um, and maybe how to add certain things to you that doesn't cost you more money to make you more attractive um, and more appealing, right? right? It'll get you more money. So if we have a, a, a nanny who's making a quarter, quarter million dollars doing a YouTube channel or doing a podcast or doing a course on yep. how to become a, a nanny, yep. a profitable nanny, I guarantee you she will have a whole bunch of college students right now. Oh, for sure. Watching her YouTube channel, watching her and taking her course. Why? Because... College kids are looking for extra ways to do makeup. I was just telling my makeup to do that. Uh, be a nanny. Money. I yeah. was telling your your makeup artist she needs to start a YouTube channel or a course, um, a personal brand on makeup. You know what I'm saying? Because you I'm like pay big money for that. Who are looking up? Look, people are looking on YouTube. How to do makeup? How to do this? How to style this? How to do that? I've looked up on YouTube. Literally, <laughs> I'm doing shows. TV shows were like, you got to come makeup ready. I'm like, makeup ready? <laughs> how do I put up my own makeup? I'm a As man. man you know like, what I'm how saying? would I do makeup? So I'm, I'm YouTubing like, how to put on makeup? As a man. <laughs> and there is no one out there because a lot of this stuff is out there for women. Yeah. So it's like if, if she came in and did a platform of, hey, ladies in here, men, here's why you, men, here's why you should put on makeup. Because a lot of men about that. don't think they should. And it's like, for me, I may pay her just to send me some makeup back because I even think on this show, up underneath all this light and stuff, I need to have on some layer of light or a little bit, just a little bit layer, just a little yeah. bit layer of makeup. A little powder. Just a little powder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that way it's easier on the cameras, easier on the people. But I'm like... Whatever you do, you can make money. Yes. Digitally off. From what you know. Yes. <sighs> Studies are showing nearly right now, currently in the year 2023, that nearly 70% of people live in paycheck to paycheck. When you dive deeper into the study, study reveals that out of that 70%, a large portion of those are people who make over six figures. These are people who are living paycheck to paycheck because of inflation, because of job loss. But a lot of people saying, man, we have an income problem. And here's, here's the truth. We don't really have an income problem. We have a lack of utilizing our gifts and skills problem. You have the skills, you have the talents that God put on inside of you. And I want to ask you this question. I want you to be very honest. Are you utilizing them correctly? Or are you just going to work, getting that check, coming home, and not really utilizing your gifts and skills to build wealth to pay off debt? Well, listen, I am hosting a free, a 100% free masterclass here with the next few days. And I'm teaching people how to build a personal brand, how to use the gifts and the skills that God put on the inside of you and turn that into an extra thousand to $5,000 a month to go towards paying off debt, to go towards, you know, building an emergency fund, to go towards building your dream home. But I'm going to go even a step further. What if you can use the same principles I'm going to be teaching for free? You make an extra 1000 to 5000 but what happens if you could turn it into a six-figure income or maybe a seven-figure income within the next couple of years. Well, if you are ready to take control of your money, if you're ready, ready to utilize the gifts and the skills God has given you to build a legacy, to build wealth for yourself, can you meet me? I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash save my seat. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash save my seat. Or you can click the link in today's show notes. It's 100% free. Come join me. Let me show you. Let me show you how we, my team and I, built a seven-figure brand and how we can put $1,000 in your pocket for the next 30 to 60 days. I'll see you soon. And 
I, it's just a mental thing because I think we've been sort of trained to think that we either got to have a whole lot of education, mm. we got to have a whole lot of people in our network. Yeah. And it's like, no, you just got to have the belief in yourself that you can explain what you do and make money from Facts. it. Facts. Like, think about the stuff you buy on Amazon. 90% mm -hmm. of stuff, you don't need it. Yeah. But you bought it because somebody did a good job of putting up an image of it and making you think you need Come it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you bought, I got boxes to this day I ain't open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why I bought this stuff? Yeah, I think there was a box on my front door I haven't even opened. <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw it out there for like two days. I was like, I don't own it. Right, and you I'll forgot what's right. in there. <laughs> I don't know what I ordered. Yeah. You know? So, but I, oh man. But here's the thing that I love, and this is one of the reasons why I invited you on my show, is because you're not just on YouTube to entertain people. You're on YouTube providing education, and literally, you're solving a problem for people. Right. And that's one thing about my personal brand, uh, uh, my little, uh, we have a, a group called the Impact Creator Society, right? And we are teaching them, hey, we don't want you to be an influencer. Right. We want you to be an impactful creator. Mm. And every every video, you're teaching people how to get a $21 an hour job, how to get a $50 an hour job, how to make an extra $5,000 in a week. Like, you're literally bringing solutions to people's problems. Right. And... I'm I'm curious because it's like wow you're over three hundred thousand subscribers right yeah and you've only been on YouTube for a year and some change well right. not two years and some change now yeah right at two years yeah two years yeah. over three hundred thousand subscribers and I got the last two hundred thousand in the last ninety days in the last ninety days yeah what was the strategy to that oh man. Listen, I had a conversation with, I have a YouTube partner manager. Okay. So when you, you know, get a, yeah. a certain number of subscribers, they give you a, a an account manager. Yeah, yeah. And we looked at our stats and she said, did you know in the last 90 days you've done almost 200,000 additional wow. subscribers? Yeah. And I think I just attribute it to, you have to know what people are struggling with. Mm -hmm. And I make videos that help people get out the struggle. Come on. So as people are sitting here watching the news, getting depressed about all of these tech layoffs, that's fine because Jazzy got you covered. I yeah. know you just lost a job, but let me show you how to get Come to Come on, Jazz. So let me pull you out of this pit that you may be in. And even if it's, you know, it doesn't always have to be a six-figure job. Come on. You know, because a lot of us don't need a six-figure job. Some people just We just need We need a job. We just need a job. <laughs> we just need job. something. For real. And I just make those videos, and I ask people in the comments all the time, what type of stuff are you struggling with? What type of stuff do you need help with? What can I make a video on? Mm. At the end of the day, I'm like, I wish somebody would have asked me those questions yes. when I was going through my struggles. Yes. But I didn't have anybody else. I was surrounded by a whole bunch of white men that could probably care less. Some of them were good. I don't want to make all white men bad. No, 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 not, not all of them are bad. No. But I mean, I think at the same time, I can respectfully say this, I think white people sometimes should be quiet and learn mm -hmm. and genuinely learn the black culture. Yeah. I'm not saying they need to be perfect, they, they need to say all the right things, but I think sometimes white people feel as if they know it all. Right, and they know what's best for And them. they know what's best. Yeah. And they do not know what's best. No. But then let me flip like this, too. We don't know the white world, too. Right. And I had to shut up and learn the white world. Right. Because the white people said something like, I, I thought, like this statement right here. Some people don't even know this. Some people may even get upset when I say this. But the, red, the word redneck is not a racist term. No, it's not. I thought it was a racist term coming from South Carolina. Yeah. You say redneck, 
we thinking you KKK. <laughs> we we <laughs> thinking right. you coming for, for us. us. Yeah. And I heard my friend Dave Ramsey say he's a redneck. I said, what the hell? It's like a personality type <laughs> of anything. It's it is. Not a, it's not. I'm a KKK. Exactly. But my first thought, I was like, oh, heck no. <laughs> right. This <laughs> man is a, I'm like, what? And he wasn't, it's, it's, it's just a country boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They Chewing like on tobacco, on the yeah. trucks out there. And right. I'm like, because what flipped me was we had another uh, personality who was black. And he said, yeah, he a redneck. I said, <laughs> I said, what? I said, no. <laughs> but I, I think sometimes on both sides, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll say this, and I may get in trouble for saying it, but they can't get in trouble. I own this. I think more than more than anything, I do believe white people need to learn and listen a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it's like we've we've always had to listen to white people. Oh, absolutely. We've always had to at just ourselves. Exactly. We've always had to do that. They've never had to be quiet. No. And ask us a question and learn from us. Yeah. And I think sometimes they look at us and like, no, nah, we just no no no, I need I need you to respectfully shut up. Yeah. And just listen to my heart. Yeah. And put yourself into my shoes and let's walk this journey together. Absolutely. And thankfully I have had uh some white friends and some white team members uh that have done that with me. Uh, but I can definitely say um, a lot of them haven't. Yeah. And um, I had some white friends say, why are you trying to make black content for black people? They can see that as they think that some of them think that's being racist. Yeah. Because we're uplifting one demographic. And it's like we're not. I'm not saying they're better. I'm just we're just leveling leading. the playing exactly. field a little bit. I'm tired of seeing white wealth is at $166,000 um, average when a black person's wealth is at 16000 Yeah. And, and why is that there? Exactly. I'm like, I just want to help us get us the information, get people in front of Jazzy, get people in front of me, get people in front of Earn Your Leisure, and let's show them how we can elevate our income. Absolutely. And it's not it is not that I'm saying, oh, you know, uh, well, I am saying black people, we the bomb. Um, <laughs> we pretty dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do believe that black people are some of the most creative people in the world. We have to be. But is, we don't own our creativity. We don't. We're not taught to own it. Come on. And that's why I am like, hey, I want to teach personal brand ownership. Yeah. And that's why you are on the show. Right. I, I got to ask you this question because as a um, successful black woman, a uh, strong black woman, you know, how do you balance working and still being a great wife? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you, you building something. In two years, you've built you know, as you're building a multiple seven-figure business yeah. with you and your husband. How many kids do you have again? We have one son. One son. How old is your son? Um, he is 18 months. 18 months. Yeah. So it was like, how do you balance, okay, you see all this money coming in, but you still got a husband you got to take care of. You know, he's still like, baby girl. Right. Don't forget about me now. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you balance, or I don't really believe in the term balance. I like priorities. But, like, what's your science on being... Now an entrepreneur, a business owner, a wife, a mother, a friend. Right. How do you balance all that? Um, like you said, I, I think balance is more of a, it's a vanity term. Mm. We, we assume that we will give equal amounts of hours to work, to kids, to friends, to whatever other side project. And that's just not realistic. Yeah. Um, because 
we don't. I feel like our life is very dynamic. Okay. It changes. Okay. And so if you're the type of person that has to dedicate the same amount of time to everything, then what you're actually doing is switch tasking. Yeah. Switch tasking is a time wasting thing that we do when we think we're getting more stuff done. So that's why you have people that'll clean up the house and then they'll also do other things while they're cleaning up. Then they'll surf on the internet for a little bit and really they're not getting anything done. They're just switching the things that they do. Mm. So we have focus weeks. You and your husband? Yeah, we'll do focus weeks. Okay. Where sometimes it's that week is just all about work. We're not doing a date night. We're not seeing friends. For We're not real? talking to anybody on the phone. It is literally a, fo- I'm going to go get my makeup done. That's going to be the only social hour I'm going to get for that week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to, to my friend and and it's like, now I'm back at it. Now we're back at it. And I think that for us, what helps is having help and admitting that we needed help. Mm-hmm. Because like, there's this persona of being a strong black woman where you have to do everything. And it's like if I'm running a business, if I'm raising a child, you know, if I'm doing all the things, you're not going to get dinner every night. That's true. You, pr- you probably ain't going to get it this month. Not a home-cooked meal. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> If you want, look at this money that now, we're making. Like, now, would you want to trade it for a home cooked meal? Now, Jazzy, now you, you you know my show, <laughs> you know my show. Now you know I keep it a hundred. Now I know husband, you do. I don't mean no offense to this question <laughs> I'm about to ask. I can go without eating a meal, but a nighttime I can't go without that. But that's when husband eats <laughs> the meal because. When you try to assume these gender roles where I a you. woman is is expected to do everything, that's when I you fall short. But but can I still can I still get some love? Absolutely. The okay, that's that's all I'm Absolutely. saying. I'll cook all day no, long, he baby. He wants me to cook. I'm just the no, 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 no. You're gonna have to put it on the calendar. <laughs> You're not gonna eat it every single night. So, babe, what you want next Wednesday? Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm gonna cook that shrimp parmesan that you like. Hey, she's like, hey, we'll put that on the calendar this yes, month. Yes, because I know I gotta prepare for that. Yo, I unless you want a cheap like pizza or something that I just throw in But there. the way you're going, though, and the route you're going, I'm, I won't be surprised pretty much um, soon if you just hire a chef to come and cook for y'all during that during that season. Like we're talking about it. We do sometimes get prepared me- meals, meals delivered to us. Yeah, yeah. And then we have a nanny. Okay. So Live-in nanny or just nanny comes in and out? Um, She comes in, in and, and out. out. Okay. Um, she has spent the night. She okay. does spend the night sometimes. Okay. Um, but I, I think we have to get over this shame of if I ask for help, I'm weak. Come if on. I ask for help, I'm not a good mom. Facts. And I feel like I started out that way because I would feel guilty asking my husband to do anything for me. Mm. Like, even if it was, hey, can you watch the baby while I take a shower? He's like, I'm his dad. Yeah. You, you, you don't have, have to, to ask, ask me right. to do this stuff. Like, it's it's not a burden to do this for my son. Wow. But I had a whole lot of mom guilt because I saw my mom do it on her own. My wow. mom raised six kids. Yeah. And I was like, no, I should be able to work a full-time job, cook meals, take care of the baby. I should do all of this, right? And he was like, no. Jazzy, let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Jazz. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're needed. Like, Am I? Yeah, what you and your husband are doing, you all are needed in the culture. Mm, I appreciate that. We, we need to see what a healthy relationship can build in a black community. Mm-hmm. And we need to hear that, hey, you know what? There's going to be some months. 
I'm not going to cook for my husband. No. And my husband is okay with that. Yeah. Because it's a part of the strategy of where we're going. Right. You know what I'm saying? There may be some weeks that I may not see my friends. Right. And my friends are okay with that. And they're not okay with that, then they're just not a part of the strategy. No. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think for me, what I hear you saying is me and my husband, we have a vision. And we're putting a strategy, a strategy together to accomplish that vision because we're trying to focus on a legacy for our son who we have and, uh, and the other kids we may have. Absolutely. And if you're going to be a part of our life, you have to understand this is what we're working towards. Right. And I think that's so, so, so important. But I got to ask you this question because I've never asked this question before. I never asked myself and said, man, I've been on I've been on so many nationally known stuff, you know, and recently you've had an opportunity to be on in Forbes and on news outlets. And now people look at you as this public figure, as this celebrity, as this, you know, expert. How does that pressure make you feel? I'm curious. Does it make you feel like, uh, do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, how do you how do you handle that? I think it's it's something you definitely have to grow used to. Mm -hmm. Um like I said, I worked in Silicon Valley, so I'm used to eyes being on me and knowing that if I do something, absolutely, the, the world is going to know about it absolutely. because I'm the only black female engineer. And so I'm used to me kind of being this kind of being under somewhat of a magnifying glass. Yeah. Um, but then I think when you it's, it's different when you're doing it for a company versus when you're doing it. Um, in a way that impacts the community yeah. um, because it feels a little bit more personal. Yeah. And you're like, if I give these people this wrong information about how to negotiate salary or how to improve their credit, they're going to look at me Absolutely. and, you know, assume that I have misled them. So I feel like I have to be extra careful about what I say. I have to make sure I give disclaimers and I have mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm really, really explaining, um, you know, what things, you know, how yeah. things work. Yeah. And so um, it's a great feeling when somebody comes back to me and says, Jazzy, I use your resume templates and now I got this six figure job Come or on. now I got a job at Google. What? Like just all these different places. That's a great feeling. Yes. But I got to also be willing to accept that somebody says, hey, I'm still struggling. Yeah. I took your advice. I did the things. I'm still struggling. And um, sometimes you have to know when to like kind of cut it off and not bring it to bed with yep. you. Yep. And I think that's that was probably the biggest struggle, like trying to cater to everybody all the time and trying mm. to answer comments and just, you know, just not ever taking a, a break to just turn work off or to turn the business off. Are you still working on that now? Um. Yeah. Like. I work I work through it with my therapist. Okay. Like we do therapy as more of a maintenance thing to try Absolutely. to stay accountable yes. and just to, you know, stay on track because sometimes you just become wrapped up and yep. you don't know that you're losing sleep and you don't know that you're walking around here like depressed and stuff Listen. until you talk to somebody. So yeah, my therapist um, has recommended, you know, just being able to turn things off and yeah. just have a designated time where you do certain things. That's so good. You know, I think a lot of people see the views, the subscribers, they hear about the income. But we we as, you know, impact creators, I hate the term influencers. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we as impact creators, we don't really talk about the stuff that comes with it. Yeah. Reading those negative comments. Oh, yeah. Um, getting those negative DMs, getting those Absolutely. negative emails. Yeah. Um, you know, and... 
that is something that I think we should talk about more because we record one week out the whole month. So like we'll record almost 10 shows in one week. And so the weekend before, I used to notice that my my body emotionally was just dead. Yeah, it was shut down. Right? And my team, like, yo, does he have an attitude? Is he mad? Like, what's right. Like, yeah. And it wasn't I was mad. I was, I was just physically and emotionally tired. Yeah. And my therapist said something to me one day. She said, Anthony, the weekend before you go into recording, you need to do nothing. Yeah. She said, lay on your couch, be lazy, and just watch TV, sleep, don't don't read. She's like, just just get your mind, spirit, and body ready for this part that's coming. Yeah. And then she was like, every uh, video that you you drop, you need to pay somebody else to read your comments. And they need to train them how, hey, to respond. how to respond. And then two, what do you need to know about? Yeah. So that person for me now is Michelle. Just earlier today, Alex and I forwarded them an email from my, um, my from my email account because I, I like hearing from my audience. Yeah. And so I saw this long email. Well, my therapist taught me when you see something past a paragraph, it's nine times a ten. It's not going to be good or it's not going to be something you need to know. Right. So I sent it to my team. I came in here today. It was like, do you want me to read you this email? I said, do I need to know about it? It was like, nope. I was like, I don't want to know. Right. Because I'm, I'm protecting my spirit. You have to. To continue being the empathful creator that I am. And then, of course, of course, there are some things and some fires I just got to put out. Yeah. But I think we as a, and I hope y'all listening, like even Jazzy had to be like, hey, I, I got to protect myself. I yeah. got to turn things off. And you, more importantly, because you have a, you got a family. Absolutely. You got a husband. You got a son that that's depending on you being healthy. Yes. And sometimes a lot of people think, well, if I'm making more money, I'm going to be healthy. No. No, it doesn't always work out. No. Because <laughs> no. more money, I mean, Biggie, Biggie said it. More, more money, money, more, more problems. problems. Right? That's real. And I think that with more money comes more issues you got to put out. Yeah. What I love, though, is I'm kingdom driven. And I'm saying more money, just less problems because I'm going about it the kingdom way. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, what you're doing, Jazzy, is, is needed. Um, and as we're coming to an end, because we're already over. Um, um, when we go to your YouTube channel, what are we getting from Jazzy? You're getting financial empowerment. Let's go. You're getting an understanding of how to increase your net worth. Let's go. Okay, you're going to learn how to negotiate salary. Let's go. You're going to learn how to articulate your value in a job interview. Come on. Okay, you're going to learn what to do if a creditor has illegally placed something on your credit and now you can't buy a house. You're going to learn how to do those things, how to rectify those situations. Do you teach us how to legally and ethically remove um, uh, inquiries? Absolutely. I've done it. She's looking at me like, boy, what? That's Those easy. are easy. They <laughs> are easy. If, someone, if something is illegally placed, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yo. It's easy. Uh, okay, man. Um, I'm late for a meeting. Yo, I, I enjoy you, Jazzy. I, I really do enjoy you. I am, I'm pumped about what you're doing. And um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. We're going to drop Jazzy's information in the show description below. Um, uh, her YouTube channel, um, access to her resume stuff. And also we're going to drop the live webinar we're hosting to teach you how to become someone like Jazzy. How to build a personal brand. So check it out, you guys. We love you. We'll see you on the next show. Peace out.